Please be seated. The parable of the mustard seed is one of those golden oldies, much like the Good Samaritan or the Prodigal Son. It's one that we hear um, as little kids in Sunday school. Those of us who grew up in Christian churches attending those Sunday school had those lessons where we got the tiny little mustard seed placed in our palms, and we got to talk about how, if properly planted and tended, one day it would be a mighty tree. We still teach this lesson here at All Saints. I know that for a fact, because my own children have come home with pockets full of mustard seeds and paper cups full of dirt from that same lesson. In the classic understanding, the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed because that teeny little seed grows exponentially and unexpectedly. As one well-known All Saints theologian it was quoted as saying many times, God is a surprise, and a huge tree from the tiniest of seeds is certainly a surprise. And the lesson goes on, when we help out God by tending to the kingdom, the kingdom of God will grow huge and powerful and strong beyond measure. All this from that tiny little seed. And if God can do that for the tiny little mustard seed, just think of what God can and will do for you and for me. That is our expectation for this all-powerful God that we worship that the kingdom we are ushering in will be as big as a redwood and as strong. The kingdom of God will answer questions and solve our problems. The kingdom of God will vanquish our enemies and right our wrongs. It will be vast. And all that from a tiny little seed. Because God can. And because that is what we think the kingdom ought to look like. Surprise! God's got us again. At the risk of ruining your fondest Sunday school memories, I have some bad news to reveal. Mustard seeds do not make redwoods. In fact, mustard seeds do not make trees. They make bushes. Don Hastings, a longtime parishioner and very talented horticulturalist, once said to me, You know, Noel, under the best of circumstances, mustards can hit about 10 feet tall. But most don't get that big. They do spread, they spread wide. A lot of folks in the Middle East treat them as invasive weeds. The kingdom of God is like an invasive bush. <laughs> it just doesn't have quite the same ring to it, does it? Surprise! Some of our other gospelers agreed with this assessment. Luke and Matthew use the word tree. Perhaps they're trying to be more impressive. Perhaps it's an interpretive measure. We don't really know. We do know that those listening to this parable 2,000 years ago would have seen through that interpretive measure. 
they would have known, like Mark does, that this tiny seed produces a bush. But if you think about it, even for a little bit, we've heard this story before. Do you remember what Israel was calling for in a Messiah? A fierce warrior to cut down the enemy, riding in on clouds on a steed. These were the stories told by the Israelites about the one that was coming. What did they get? A baby. A baby that looked pretty human. Born of a a mother who was decidedly human. They expected then that once he reached adulthood, he would raise the people into an army that would cast a decent rebellion, overthrowing the oppressive government and glorifying God. And what did they get? Healing, teaching, parables, exorcisms. They asked for a God. They got someone who died a criminal's death. So what in the world do you think we're going to get when we ask for a redwood? We don't believe in a God who spoon-feeds us the answers. The root of the word parable comes from the Greek words that mean thrown alongside. These short, heavily laden stories are thrown to us by Jesus to lay alongside our lives, to stimulate our imaginations, to see how God is alive and at work in ways that we might not have otherwise seen had we not stopped to think, to listen, to read. It is in the parables that we can see and hear the surprises that God does have in store for us. We don't believe in a God that spoon-feeds. We believe in a God that speaks many things in parables. We believe in a God that lives in parables, too, never presenting us with the complete picture, but leaving us to vision it out ourselves, to look hard to see where Christ lives in us and around us. So we have this bush grown from a tiny seed. How do we think kingdom when faced with a bush? How can God's kingdom be at work in something so humble? Let's think about it. A mustard seed is fairly low-growing. It mingles on the ground with the other low-growing, low-born species. Unlike that majestic redwood, it's accessible to those on foot and those on the wing. It's accessible to those who are injured that might need its shelter. Its widespread, fast-growing nature makes it hospitable to all kinds of creatures, including us humans, who can find shade in the mustard bush, which is convenient because it grows best in hot, dry climates where shade is particularly welcome and sometimes a lifeline. My friend Matt, a local Methodist pastor, added something else interesting in the mix. He said to me, So yeah, it's a tiny seed. It doesn't require much to grow. It'll grow just about anywhere. And then once it's there, it crowds everything else out. But it provides shade in scorching conditions. And 
It's a total pain to the existing ecosystem. Huh. The mustard seed looks tiny and unassuming, but it contains a sneaky yet powerful element that disrupts the systems around it. So let's sum up what we've learned about the mustard. It starts small. It gets bigger, but it's not terribly impressive to look at. It is accessible and hospitable, even for those of us who need to stay close to the ground. It provides comfort where there is discomfort. It provides a home to the homeless. It disrupts the status quo. Surprise! That is a vision of the kingdom. Jesus has yet again thrown a story alongside our lives that expands our imagination into a greater understanding of how that kingdom might look. Not rolling in on tanks and steeds with spears and guns, but coming in with hospitality, growing into something unassuming that is unexpectedly powerful. Parables, we learn from the mustard seed, are not just about face value, much like Messiah's are. Parables can have different meanings when we look at them from different angles. Jesus throws these gems alongside our lives for us to think about, to work through, to be confused, to be enlightened. But when we live with parables alongside our lives, we are called into engaging our imaginations, opening our hearts, opening our minds to whatever the Spirit might have in store, knowing that, more often than not, we will be surprised by what we find. Amen.